Welcome to Northgate's podcast. We pray that you're going to be blessed by hearing God's word. May you be filled with hope as you believe and trust in Jesus. Summer series. Wisdom. Looking at books of wisdom, Proverbs, a little bit of Ecclesiastes, the book of Job, practical ways to apply God's word through the wisdom books. Last week we talked about practically how God is our father on Father's Day and for young parents, encourage you to watch that or old parents if you're interested to be encouraged as Amy and I talked about that together so originally when we thought of this series I brought it to the leadership and I asked for their ideas on the topics didn't want it just to be my ideas and one of the ideas that came forth was just practically the idea of forgiveness forgiveness and so oftentimes we think of forgiveness as I'm going to mention as a one-time event but I'm titling this little teaching, living in forgiveness. Not just forgiving past, living in forgiveness. And to be honest, when I got this topic, there's not a whole lot mentioned in the book of Proverbs. <laughs> you got to dig a little deep. Obviously, there's a lot in the New Testament, and we'll touch on that. But there are some things, and I am sure most of you have heard teachings or sermons on this topic of forgiveness and its old hat. But to be honest, as a pastor and being with people, we can never stop hearing about this topic. Even though we know in our mind the struggle with the seeds of bitterness and the pain of holding on to offense is destroying relationships and families. We can never stop hearing about forgiveness. I just think we should pray again. Lord, would you just bring... your Holy Spirit to open and soften our hearts into those areas that we've locked pretty tight. This teaching means nothing unless your Holy Spirit will move this morning. Would you take the words and bring healing and bring life instead of pain and medicating with sin? Lord Jesus, we ask you in your name, amen. Proverbs 17, verse 9. In the New Living Translation says this, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. 
In the Amplified Version, he who covers and forgives an offense seeks love. But he who repeats it or gossips about the matter separates friends. Just a couple quick things before I touch on that. How do we define forgiveness? Because I think sometimes we have a misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of a debt that someone has caused in your life through sin. Someone has hurt you. And it's easy to want revenge or to hold on to the pain and hold them to account. But forgiveness is simply saying, I let go of that. I release that. And we know that's what Jesus did for us. Because we caused him pain. And Christ through the cross released us from the debt that we owe. Jesus is pretty serious about this. And said, it's not an option. It's a must. Forgiveness is not trust. Forgiveness does not mean that I now all of a sudden trust you. Forgiveness does not mean I don't have boundaries. Forgiveness does not mean I have to be your best friend. But forgiveness means I'm not going to hold you responsible in terms of the debt I'm carrying in myself. Sometimes, as I mentioned previously, if someone has done something, we say, I forgive you. But I want to tell you again, as I mentioned before, that forgiveness is not a moment, but a lifestyle. Because the reality is, there's lots of triggers in life that can bring back that pain again and again and again. And I believe that's why Jesus said to Peter, seven times 70. How many times do I have to forgive my brother? And oftentimes we think it's separate ordeals or different people. Well, what if it's the same sin and the same person? The answer is the same. Our lifestyle is one to let go of the debt. And some of us say in our heads we've forgiven, but we're holding people to the burden in our heart right here. And we haven't let go. And how do we know? By how you behave. I'm not saying you have to be best friends, but if your heart starts pounding and you get angry every time you see someone, there's a problem. You haven't let go. Our verse today is pretty clear that love is the motivation and love will prosper when we forgive. God loved the world. Amen. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross.
cross. It was the motivation of God to send Jesus to forgive our sins. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. See motivation? God, Jesus, forgiven, we, to be like Him, have to do the same thing. It's a challenge. It's not an option. Even in the Lord's Prayer, as we've been taught to pray, we say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. You see, the Lord's Prayer and prayers like that aren't just something that we say out of rote and routine because we learned it in school. It's the reality of living it in a lifestyle when the pain is triggered to say, no, I'm going to let that go. You might say to me, well, what if the person doesn't ask? What if they haven't changed? I told you, you didn't have to be their best friend. I told you, you didn't have to trust them. But even if they didn't ask, you have to forgive. Because God made you and he knows you and he wants to release you from the pain that you are putting on yourself. Come on, amen? God made you and he knows that you are not meant to carry that burden because it finds its way in other anger and sin and the seeds of bitterness just destroy. And I would guess to venture, I think I was talking to Doug this week and he said all his counseling probably comes down to knowing God's love and being able to forgive others. Now, counselors take a lot of ways to get there. They want to get into your childhood, and that's all good. But the final result is, are you willing to know you are loved and forgiven and to forgive others? Because all the pain and all that we get involved in and all our issues stem from that. Knowing God's love, Letting it prosper through us to forgive others. God's desire is for our health, our emotional health, and for healthy relationships. And He has provided a way for us to prosper. Amen? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm. This is big news, folks. <laughs> because as much as we don't talk about it, the reality is it's a spiritual battle that most of us face. 
Did you hear me? As much as we don't talk about it, this is a spiritual battle. This is warfare, and Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to wiggle his way into your life by showing you how someone else has hurt you. And he wants you to hold on to that, and he wants you to stew, and then he wants you to medicate through all sorts of garbage thinking, which leads to garbage behavior. And it steals your joy. And it is ugly. Ugly. I am so thankful that we have a God who wants us to be healthy. And he has given us everything we need. And he's explained in this spiritual battle, even in James 3, when he talks about wisdom, which was from the Proverbs and prospering. If you know that section in James 3 where it talks about wisdom, wisdom isn't selfish. It doesn't desire its own. It doesn't hold on. Wisdom is pure. Wisdom is peaceable. Wisdom is willing to yield. That brings forth a harvest of righteousness in your life. No one here can say they haven't been hurt. And I'm not here to say what is big or small. Because it's big to you. It could be, I, you know, I think back and think how I could have felt rejected by friends when I was young. And you say, oh, that's, that's Pastor Dan, that's nothing, get over it. But it was real to me. It was real to me. And thus, between God and me, it's really real. And his indication is, Dan, don't hold on. Not in my selfishness, and not in my desire for myself, not in the lies of earthly wisdom, but I need to turn to his wisdom, which is pure and peaceable. It forgives. That is true wisdom. That is true love. It's not keeping a record of wrongs. It's not holding on when you're triggered about your spouse or your parents or a friend. If something happens and you're right back where you don't want to be. No. We look to Christ in the truth of who he has made us. And I can tell you, one of the greatest weapons we have is receiving God's forgiveness and offering it to others. The world doesn't know how to handle that. People don't know how to handle that. But when it talks in 2 Corinthians 10 of spiritual weapon, the greatest weapon is the cross. It's not you praying more. It's not you reading your Bible more. It's the cross. And believing what Christ has done and letting it flow through you so love can prosper. The weapon is his weapon, not your effort. Come on. We're outside. I can't hear you. 
Every morning, I usually try to have a little silence. I have a little timer on my phone. I put it on my lap. And it's kind of funny that when it ends, there's drums and, I don't know, you know on the phone they have different ringtones and mine's drums and Amy always says, what are you doing, going to tribal council on Survivor? Or... But I have come to found, find that those few minutes where I purpose to silence are crucial to my day. I read God's word first. I'm reading through. I pray. And then it's time to listen. I set that timer. And I did that yesterday. And I said, Lord, I want to listen to you. I'm, I, I want you to use this message. But I want to hear you, Lord. And it was just in a moment. He, as I listened, I heard God's word come to me in Matthew, where it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. And I never looked at this verse like that. Like, what does this have to do with forgiveness? Again, come, all who are, are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am humble, gentle, and meek. You will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And often we think of tiredness with this. Maybe you're physically tired or... But there's many of us who are emotionally exhausted because we haven't forgiven. And we don't tell people. But it's coming out in our behavior. And we're so exhausted and what we need is true rest. And if you see that unforgiveness like a heavy load on your back, what this verse is saying Jesus wants to take it off your back. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to yoke, which means to walk together. You see, he's humble. He's gentle. He's meek. He's forgiving. And he's saying, learn from me. Well, what did he do? How can we learn from him in his meekness, humility, his gentleness, what did he do? Even to those who were crucifying him, he said, Father, forgive them. And he says, come, be like me. Yoke yourself to me. Learn from me and I will give you rest. Now put that again with forgiveness. He's saying this morning, are you coming in emotionally? Not forgiving someone. Holding on to bitterness.
I know, I know, I know what the Bible says. I know, I know what God says. No, you don't. Because when we know it, we apply it. Amen? There's a flow. There's a flow as I learn from Christ. I release. And I'm set free to allow love to prosper. And joy is the result this morning. (laughs) And he says to each one of you, I want to give you newness of life and joy and rest and freedom. And that's what you really want. Come to me. Do you hear him this morning? Come to me, he's saying. Let it go. I've forgiven you. And you can let it flow. Am I saying, trust? No. Am I saying, that's a good person? No. Am I saying that you have to be best friends? No. But I am saying that you will be set free. And the second half, you know you haven't forgiven if you're always talking to someone about it. Or when it comes up, that's what it says right in the verse, Proverbs 17. The gossip, the chatter. But in reality, it separates you from God and it separates you from others. And we can learn from the wisdom literature to be like Jesus, to be set free for his glory. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you today. First and foremost, as we celebrated with the baptism, we celebrate your forgiveness. Maybe there's somebody, I usually say in this room, but on this lawn, who's never received the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't a religious exercise. This is just the reality of saying, God, you love me. You've forgiven me. And you have a choice to receive that or reject that. The choice to do it on your own or receive the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'll tell you, he loves you so much today. So much. If you've never received that, the Bible says, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus came and died, rose again. And you will be saved. You will be set free. And that's something between you and God. I pray that you would accept his love today. For the rest of us, this lifestyle of forgiveness 
We have no chance without the power of the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit to point us to Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. So Holy Spirit, would you come now and remind us the truth of your word, of what you've done for us. And Lord, even in this moment, we ask for your help if there's anything or anyone that we need to forgive. We don't have to make a big spectacle about it. don't even really have to tell anybody. But Lord, right now, we release that debt for the pain they've caused. We let go as you did. We say, Father, thank you for your forgiveness. And we forgive those who have hurt us. May love prosper in our lives as we forgive the faults of others. May agape prosper. Lord, we're going to be offended. We're going to be hurt. But may we be like you and let go. So good, Lord. You're so good to us. And pray this in your precious and your holy name. Amen. Amen. for joining us for this message this morning if you'd like more information about northgate you can find us on the internet at northgateministry.com we'd love to hear from you and have a great week